the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Lady, the Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Intelligent Radio, fueled by Lucky's Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. The pastor of a small South Texas church says evil was responsible for the worst mass shooting in the state's history. Frank Pomeroy, the pastor of the First Baptist Church in Sutherland Springs, more than two dozen people were killed. Memorial held today for the victims of American Airlines Flight 587 that crashed after takeoff from New York's Kennedy Airport, September 12, 2001. A solemn ceremony was held at the crash site in Bell Harbor, Queens, where a memorial to the 265 people who died in that plane crash stands. Mayor Bill de Blasio told family and friends the city will never forget. Through our tears, we remember that one of our city's worst days also showed us our city at its best. Investigators blame the crash on the tail's plane detaching after a co-pilot responding to turbulence put stress on the rudder. Julie Walker, New York. This is SRN News. Hugh Hewitt sees a glaring issue in background checks. A a man convicted of assault on his wife and child is not eligible to own an AR-15. When he bought it, it's lied on the paper. And so apparently... There's a big hole in the bucket when it comes to gun control if you can just lie on the form and buy it, buy this thing and then post pictures of it as he did on Facebook. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. It's just after 2 o'clock here on a Sunday afternoon in the Benjamin Franklin Plumbing Weather Center, and that means it's time for the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network with the closer, Brad Carlson. Stay tuned. Brad will be live in a moment. But first, your Sunday forecast. From the Benjamin Franklin Plumbing Weather Center, mostly sunny out there today. We'll get up into the mid-30s, partly sunny on Monday and low 40s for the high. Take us with you. Download the AM1280 The Patriot mobile app from your device's app store. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 Northern Alliance Radio Network, back with another edition of the program. I'd like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into the broadcast. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also text your comments or questions at 651-243-0390. And you can weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN. That's hashtag N-A-R-N. For any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And thanks for checking us out today. My wife and I were talking this morning. It's, it's a week and a half until Thanksgiving already. My goodness. Hard to believe. Do you have your, uh, do you have your elastic waistband Thanksgiving pants, everybody? I think that's a prerequisite for any Thanksgiving dinner. But uh, as always, a, uh, a great time of the year as we're wrapping up uh, 2017. And as always, thanks to you, the listeners, for making this another great year in Northern Alliance Radio Network broadcasting. That is for certain. Uh, if you happen to tune into the show uh, this past Sunday, you'll remember I let off the show with the breaking news that there was a shooting which took place down in Sutherland Springs, Texas. This is a community about a half hour outside of San Antonio. There was the First Baptist Church in Sutherland Springs. The details are pretty sketchy, uh, but as I was doing, as I was going through some show prep, I got a message on Facebook from uh, the good folks at Archway Defense alerting me to this breaking news story. So I quick hopped on a couple of news sites and sure enough got some details about it. And literally two minutes before I went on the air, I reached out to Peter Johnson of 
the aforementioned archway defense. You know, Peter is uh, uh, special. His specialty is uh, security training, specifically helping folks with uh, security detail, whether it be you know places of worship, the faith-based community, uh, what have you. And he's also an expert at emergency evacuation and training people and being wary of their surroundings when an unexpected incident takes place on a soft target. And I remember, you know, I, I listened to that podcast. And by the way, all the podcasts are available at am1280thepatriot.com. I listened to that segment again because there was something that Peter said that stuck out in my mind, and I wanted to be sure that I heard it correctly. And he basically said that statistics show that when answering a th- uh, violence while it's taking place, because of course, once a mass shooter starts engaging its targets, okay, even if you call 911 instantaneously, it's going to take at least a couple, three minutes for law enforcement to get there. And in the meantime, with some of these high powered arsenal that the shooter has, he's able to inflict as much carnage as, as, as possible. And one thing Peter said is to engage the shooter with violence as soon as you possibly can, because statistics show the quicker that's done, the less carnage he'll be able to, the shooter will be able to inflict and therefore either flee or take his own life or, 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 or what have you. And now keep in mind, this was something Peter said, you know, because he's an expert in this area and, and this is what the statistics indicate. He had said this before we ascertained all the information that had taken place. And I'll get back to that in a little bit. But as is so often the case with these mass shootings, is people are so quick to run to their ideological corners. Literally before the bodies are even cold, and I do mean literally before the bodies are even cold, you've got anti-gunners, the anti-gun left, coming out, and blaming the NRA, blaming Republicans, saying we need expanded background checks, we need gun control, you know, less praying, more legislating, yada yada yada. I mean, I mean, I mean, so quick to politicize it. And there's and and of course now the one of the more frequent retorts of the left is thoughts and prayers do nothing. You know, it's time to get to legislating. And and one of the memes that I've seen out there the ca- last couple of mass shootings, whether it was in Las Vegas or, of course, this past Sunday in Sutherland Springs, is people, you know, they post a picture with the words thoughts and prayers and then thought the words thoughts and prayers are scribbled out and then written in as policy and change. To which I react, you know, I'm going to pray, and I've prayed all week, for those who lost loved ones in this awful tragedy. I mean, here you wake up on a Sunday morning and your loved ones are going to their place of worship to worship worship the Lord. And I know when my wife and I go to church, we love being there. We just love getting lost in worship and uh, letting all the, and whatever we brought into church from the week prior, if there were some stressful times, we can just, we just lay it all down, you know? And to all of a sudden go from that to your loved one being gone, it's heartbreaking. And what's even more heartbreaking is that these folks don't even get an opportunity to mourn their loved ones because their loved ones are little more than political pawns to the vast majority of the country. And it's sickening. And I'm tired of it. And you know what? I'm raising my hand. I'm raising my hand right here. I, I, I'm guilty of it because Oftentimes, I give in to my temptation, get on Twitter, and I have to feel I need to set people straight. Well, that's the wrong action to take on Twitter because people aren't real interested in being set straight on anything. So that was my biggest mistake. So this past Sunday, I decided not to indulge. I just I, I decided to forego. But I will continue to pray for these folks and that somehow evil be inhibited here forward, because I hate to break it to you. You can blame the inanimate object all you want. You can blame the accessories that go along with a firearm. You can shriek about banning AR-15s or assault rifles, even though whenever people scream for those to be banned, A, they're either already banned, or B, they weren't used in the particular shooting that you're referring to. 
So therefore, what you're proposing would not have stopped that shooting had it already been law. That's just common sense. But what 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 really kind of makes me chuckle, and and I'd probably laugh even more uproariously if it wasn't so darn sad. It's like you know you're 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 chiding people like me who offer up their thoughts and prayers and peace and comfort to those who've lost who've inexplicably lost a loved one. You're asking me to forego all that to pray to an infallible to a um, infallible being that is the Lord our God. And in lieu of that, put in the hands of Congress, made up of fallible human beings, some sort of law change that would supposedly eradicate these shootings. And let me tell you something. You have infinitely more faith than I do if you feel as though going to fallible human beings to pass some sort of legislation to thwart these kind of incidents in the future, it, it, you've got a lot more faith than I do if you're going to put that in the hands of fallible human beings. I'll, I'll just tell you that right now. Because here's the thing, our initial reaction is totally 100% irrational to anything. I mean, we, we want to get whoever is responsible for this. We want to lash out at, at other people. And, and typically it's, it's, it's the Republican politicians, if they get on Twitter and, and offer up thoughts and prayers. I mean, I mean they're, they're just met with this just invective from these left-wingers. And this vile invective, and, and it's pretty obvious that a lot of these left-wingers who are spouting this stuff don't know the first thing about basic theology. You know, like uh, uh, Will Wheaton, he of uh, Stand By Me fame, and he was uh, Wesley Crusher on one of the Star Trek franchise. I don't know. I don't watch Star Trek. Sorry, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> one of the, one of the uh, Star Trek franchises uh, basically called Paul Ryan a sack of excrement saying if prayer, thoughts and prayers work, these people wouldn't be dead. Well, that is really a warped theology that Will Wheaton has, if he even has any kind of worldview at all. You know, it's things like that, or Chelsea Handler hops right on, and, and you know, this can only happen in America, and the reason is Republicans. And here's the thing. You get a lot of celebrities who are also virtue signaling. They'll say, well, we need to do whatever we can to, to stop this from happening in the future. We need to ban this and ban that and, and make all these laws and, and, and whatever else. And these celebrities do this while behind big, huge stone walls and iron rod gates and have armed bodyguards. Okay, which, again, I don't begrudge, begrudge that for any of them. Don't misunderstand me. Okay, these people who are in the spotlight, high profile, yeah, they're going to have some creepers. And therefore, they need armed bodyguards. And they decide to use their financial wherewithal to have these armed bodyguards or maybe someone furnishes it for them. I don't know how it really how it works. Or if they have a, you know, or um, uh, pardon me for using the phrase, huge wall uh, surrounding their estate, you know, extra layers of security so people can't just walk up to their front door. Okay, again, I don't begrudge that for any of them. But for those of us poor schmoes who can't afford to hire armed security guards or who don't have a vocation where that's furnished for us or we don't have the financial wherewithal to add extra layers of security around our property, on behalf of all of us, I say, trying to be polite here, shut your face. Because the Second Amendment allows us to... Defend ourselves against harm. And if my family were in harm's way, because I don't have armed bodyguards or maybe extra layers of security, if someone wants to come on my property, I want to have the wherewithal to defend myself with all the proper training and knowledge of the gun laws. So don't sit there from your ivory tower behind your iron rod gates and your uh, concrete barriers and your armed bodyguards telling me that I shouldn't have a right to keep and bear arms. And by the way, you, you, you really want to help eradicate some of these incidents in the future? This particular church was a gun-free zone. And guess who was the only one that was following that law? Law-abiding citizens. But if they were allowed to carry, they likely would have. You know, not to perpetuate any kind of stereotypes, but let's be honest. People down in Texas are pretty passionate about the Second Amendment. And if they are allowed to carry, if the church would have said, you know, if you have a legal permit to carry, yes, you're more than welcome to carry a firearm here. And people probably would have. And guess what else would have happened? Had the gunman known that there's a good probability that people within that congregation were armed, 
you think he might have been so bold as to just walk in there and start opening fire? I, I, and and therefore, lives would have been spared? It's a realistic possibility. But I mentioned at the outset, you know, when Peter Johnson, he came on with me last week and he talked about uh, the best line of defense when a mass shooting takes place or when a, uh, when a perpetrator of such a crime is coming upon you is you react with any kind of violence you can, whether it's armed or unarmed, with any kind of legal violence. And that's an important point to remember when we come back from the break. I want to expand upon that a little bit. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also text your comments or questions at 651-243-0390 or weigh in via Twitter, hashtag N-A-R-N. It is me, Brad Carlson, The Closer, right here in the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Hi, this is Terry Sandvold, CEO of Sandvold Financial Group and host of Money Talks. Sandvold Financial Group would like to help provide the sturdy foundation for your financial future. We want you to plan for tomorrow, today. Give us a call to attend an upcoming seminar at 952-544-2837. That's 952-544-2837. Or go to helpmeterry.com to set up a no-cost financial review today. Registered representative of and independent of Questar Capital Corporation. Member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Questar Asset Management. Does your family believe in the power of a private school education? Are you looking into sending your child to a private school next year? Hi, Alyssa here with AM1280 The Patriot. And we want to help your family by covering half of your child's first year of private school. This is a program we have had for five years now, and it has helped many families get into the school of their dreams. We are in the thick of open house season right now, so the timing couldn't be better. If you find a school you would like your child to attend, call me at 651-289-4406 to see if that school is one of the schools we have a partnership with. It's that simple. This isn't a financial aid program. This is for everyone. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call AM 1280 The Patriot today at 651-289-4406 to take advantage of our half-off tuition program. That's AM 1280 The Patriot at 651-289-4406. Ever had buyer's regret? A pair of shoes you didn't really need? Electronics obsolete before you even plug them in? Or tens of thousands of dollars of timeshare regret? That's what you get when you're stuck with a timeshare agreement you don't want anymore. We're the Timeshare Exit Attorneys, the leaders in helping folks get out of timeshares and erasing regret. See if you qualify. For valuable free information, call 1-800-906-3947. Maybe you made an impulse buy that has become a financial burden you can no longer afford. Maybe you don't use the timeshare enough to make it worthwhile. Maybe you were pressured by a timeshare salesperson into making a bad decision. Now you want out. Because your timeshare isn't a fun escape, it's a waste of your money. With decades of experience, we're your number one trusted option with fast, professional service. No middlemen, no cutting corners, no more timeshare regret. See if you qualify. For valuable free information, call 1-800-906-3947. That's 1-800-906-3947. Dan, the soap isn't lathering up. Must be a water problem. Can you call Benjamin Franklin Plumbing? Sounds like it's the water softener. I don't think a plumber's going to help. Well, that's not true, Dan. America's plumbers are water experts. They protect the health and safety of this great nation. If anyone can fix your water softener, it's Benjamin Franklin Plumbing. Thanks, announcer guy. Now get $150 off a new water softener from Benjamin Franklin Plumbing. Call 877-BEN-1776. Hey, welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson. My blog, bradcarlson dot org. Here to take your phone calls at six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NAR and hashtag N A R N for any comments or questions. Regarding today's show content, and also feel free to follow or like our Facebook page at the Northern Alliance Radio Network on Facebook. Just do a search for Northern Alliance Radio Network. You'll find us. Leave a comment there as well. We'll get to it. And uh, I, w- I, I was remiss in not mentioning in the first segment, I'm going to apologize in advance for my, uh, for my voice. Uh, I've been battling a head cold the last few days. Much, much better today. Thank you very much. I haven't had to use the cough button as yet. 
So that was the real test. I got through the first segment without having to use the cough button. But if you hear some long, you know, elongated pauses, um, that's me hitting the cough button. And uh, use, let's see if it works. <coughs> Did it work? Okay. <laughs> Testing one, two. There you have it. Hey, continuing with the uh, aftermath of the Sutherland Springs uh, shooting where 26 people were killed at a Baptist church in this uh, small town about a half hour outside of San Antonio. And as my colleague Mitch Berg said, this story was going to pretty much fade into oblivion because pretty much every single leftist narrative was nuked. You know, like what what are some of the most common things they say? In the, in the aftermath of a, of a mass shooting. Well, we need to ban AR-15s. Well, uh, the, uh, the perpetrator was eventually brought down with an AR-15. I'll get to that in a little bit. Well, we need to, we need to have more uh, stringent background checks. Well, he, uh, <laughs> funny thing about that, yeah, uh, the Air Force uh, dishonorably j- discharged Devin Patrick Kelly, the gunman, because of a domestic uh, incident, domestic abuse. And as a result, the... Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, their statute in place says someone who is dishonorably discharged from the military due to domestic abuse is not allowed to purchase a firearm. Yet the Air Force, uh, yeah, forgot to log that particular incident. So, therefore, he was able to pass a background check, even though he should not have. So, hey, what the heck? Let's make government bigger and even more efficient when they're already proving to be big and inefficient. Okay. And uh, what's, yeah, I, I mean, these are the typical narratives you hear out there where people chide the good guy with the gun. Well, there's no such thing as a good guy with a gun. Well, a good guy with a gun ended up stopping this. This is from CNN.com. Devin Patrick Kelly, the gunman who killed 26 people at a Texas Baptist church, suffered three gunshot wounds, including a self-inflicted shot to the head, Texas authorities said on Monday. Kelly, age 26, was also shot in the leg and torso by an armed citizen said Freeman Martin of the Texas Department of Public Safety, citing autopsy results. Kelly was found dead in his vehicle. After Kelly left the church, he was confronted and shot by an armed resident named Stephen Williford. After Kelly was shot, he called his father, telling him he didn't think he was going to make it, Martin said. That's when Kelly shot himself. It was not immediately clear whether Kelly died from the self-inflicted gunshot wound or from being shot by the resident. However, investigators found evidence at the scene that indicates the subject may have died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. There you have it. Pretty much every leftist narrative nuked right there in that particular story. And again, I go back to what Peter Johnson said. The best way to, to, to thwart a shooter from inflicting more carnage is to use legal violence to thwart that shooter. And by the way, Oh, yeah, the NRA, that's another favorite whipping boy of of the anti-gun left. Yeah, uh, Stephen Williford, certified trained NRA instructor. All right? Did everything exactly right. Heard of this incident taking place, saw the gunman coming out of the church and was going to go back in and inflict more carnage when Stephen Williford engaged the shooter. When he engaged the shooter just once and, and, and hit him, guess what the shooter did? Got in his vehicle and sped away. So then Williford saw a gentleman by the name of Johnny Langendorf was at, a, was at an intersection, stopped at an intersection, and, and said to Langendorf, hey, can you chase that shooter? I just engaged him, and he just uh, killed multiple people in this church here. We need to stop him. So Langendorf was the driver driving the shooter, Stephen Williford, after the gunman. And then the gunman's vehicle rolled over in a ditch, and Williford looked over the hood of, of, the, of Langendorf's truck or Langendorf's truck, and told the shooter to get out of the car. The shooter never responded. Well, it turned out the shooter was dead, and then law enforcement got there and took over from there. So pretty much every single solitary leftist chanting point was thrown to the ash heap after this. Okay, well, we need more background checks. Well, again, uh, government uh, inefficiency screwed that one up. He should have never been allowed to buy a gun. But he was allowed to buy a gun because government inefficiency screwed up. So what? You're gonna you're gonna make more a more redundant? You're just gonna make this law more redundant? That doesn't even make any sense. Oh, we need to ban AR-15s. Well, uh, Stephen Williford legally owned an AR-15 and and thw- and uh, stopped further carnage. And by the way, uh, I love the responses to that, where Stephen Williford, you know, when he when when people were saying that he was a hero, even though go go look for some interviews with Stephen Williford. Just, you know, Google the Sutherland Springs hero. 
and and you'll find multiple interviews with Stephen Williford, just a very kind, uh, very humble man, and said, I'm not a hero. In fact, he was in tears saying, I wish I would have got there sooner. 26 people died. I wish I could have got there sooner. And people were telling him, well, you know, Mr. Williford, were it not for you, there would have been many more that would have lost their lives. And yet, you have the anti-gun left said, well, what's the big deal? 26 people were already killed. Oh, okay, so what's a, what's an extra one or two being saved? Huh? Apparently, the one or two or 10 or 20 more that could have been killed, their lives are suddenly not worth anything? I don't understand that logic. You know, or pointing at, you know, pointing to the NRA. Well, uh, guess what? Uh, this certified NRA instructor did everything to the letter to ensure that there was no collateral damage. He engaged the gunman, just like Peter Johnson told us last week. Use legal physical violence to engage the shooter, and guess what? More often than not, that thwarts further carnage from taking place. So pretty much every leftist narrative tossed aside. And again, you would think, you would hope that this would serve as a cautionary tale. Say, okay, when we say at the outset in a mass shooting that, well, let's let the investigation play out before we start going to our uh, political worldview corners, you would think this would serve as a cautionary tale. But these people are so shameless. You know what? They just kind of shrug their shoulders and just move on with life. And then when the next one happens, they can sit from behind their uh, Twitter account and virtue signal some more. And isn't it amazing? How they're pointing fingers at the NRA and everybody else to do something, and all the while they're just they're they're, they're just tweeting from behind their heavily uh, uh, armed estate, heavily secured estate. I, I mean, seriously, these people—it just—it's just, it just, it just it's disgusting. It really is. And again, I, 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 I fall, I fall prey to this every time. So that's why this particular time I avoided social media because I, I don't want to have to answer each and every one of these. Because, again, even when you show people concrete facts about how their narrative is incorrect, they they just can't, they won't acknowledge it because they're afraid it's going to undermine their worldview. And it drives me nuts, so I just I just wouldn't wouldn't partake in it. But now this gets this gets to the bigger issue. Okay? How many more of these have slipped through the system? How many more people have been allowed to buy firearms even though legally they should not be allowed to? Oh, oh by the way, that's that was another piece of misinformation. Alyssa Milano was one of the more one of the biggest virtue signaling lefties out there. You know, cited the work of of uh, Shannon Watts who this big uh, I forget what organization she's with. She's a renowned anti-gunner talking about well, Texas doesn't even uh, doesn't even have a law in place that would disallow a, a domestic abuser from purchasing a firearm. Well, because that's a federal statute. It's already in place. It's already covered. So, but yet, because it fits Alyssa Milano's worldview, she just takes it and runs with it. That doesn't even bother to fact check. So, it, it's and, and by the way, uh, USA Today had an utterly hilarious piece on this about how some of these how some of this weaponry can be manipulated and they showed an honest to god graphic of a, of a I don't I I don't remember what kind of uh what kind of firearm it was I think I I think I favorited or I yeah I, I favorited the tweet so I may be able to find it here uh let's see anyways it was a uh some sort of long rifle again I'm not up on my weaponry so uh, I apologize I don't want to speak out of turn but they attached to it a chainsaw bayonet. Say, look at this. This kind of weaponry, it's, it's, it's possible you can have a chainsaw bayonet. And then they had to come back and retract and say, well, you know, none of the weapons that were, uh, there, there was no actual weapon used in the shooting that had a chainsaw bayonet. But just a hypothetical, let's, let's throw that on there to show how dangerous these could be. I mean, honest to God, it just, I, I, said, it, I said it in the aftermath of the, uh, of the Las Vegas shooting. CNN goes on to decry the use of bump stocks, saying that it turns a semi-automatic into a fully automatic, these bump fire stocks, which it does nothing of the sort. And then they were showing an animated graphic of it. What they did is on this particular on this particular weapon, on this piece of weaponry, it had a, a um, some sort of a long scope, and they, was, they were basically trying to show the hazards of a bump fire stock. Well, they had this animated example that didn't have a bump fire stock. It's just utter incompetence. And guess what? 
people watch these news sources and take them as the gospel. So some of these media outlets, they're accomplices to this just out-of-control shrieking that people engage in as opposed to waiting for the facts on a, on a horrific crime such as this. So uh, anyways, like I said, that story kind of faded into oblivion because it didn't fit a lot of narratives. That uh, And it's unfortunate, too, because there are 26 people that are still dead and their loved ones still need comfort and thoughts and prayers at this time, which I will continue to give. That is for certain. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. This is a court-ordered notice. Current and former Honda and Nissan owners or lessees can receive payments and other benefits from a legal settlement related to allegedly defective Takata airbags in their vehicles. To see if your vehicle is included and to file a claim, go to AutoAirbagSettlement.com or call 1-888-735-5596. That's AutoAirbagSettlement.com or 1-888-735-5596. Pain relief is here, and it's natural. You don't need all the negative side effects of ibuprofen when you have Relief Factor. Relief Factor is made from high-quality fish oil and essential nutrients, gives your body the help it needs to fight recurring aches and pains. When life's aches and pains get you down, you need Relief Factor. How do I know? Because I know. Because I've tried it. I've taken it. I'm thrilled with the results from Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com. I take a packet in the morning, a packet in the evening. My lower back pain, gone. This stuff really works. And in fact, 80% of people who try the three-week quick start, which is the introductory offer, buy it again. 80%. So what do you have to lose except 20 bucks? Give it a shot. The 1995 uh, three-week quick start is waiting for you at relieffactor.com. If you don't think it's for you afterwards, uh, just let them know and you're only out 20 bucks. But think of what life could be like without any pain. relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384 for Relief Factor. These days, people send their children to college to learn a trade that no one in the family has done before. They move away, they work for someone who doesn't love them, and then they trade their infinitely valuable time for a little bit of someone else's money. The old plan was to get a job but lay aside each month and later start a family business. As the owner, you leverage the time of others and earn off hundreds of man hours per day. It's called financial leverage. Tradeway, we teach you to start a family business by trading stocks. The added benefit is that each generation teaches the next and builds on these skill sets and your children have the competitive advantage of experience. That's a great plan for potentially creating generational wealth. Coming to the Minneapolis Marriott West, December 1st and 2nd. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up-to-the-minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in the broadcast today. As I'm closing out this weekend's weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming, you can catch my friend and colleague King Banyan on our sister station, AM fourteen forty, the Businessman. That's Saturdays from nine to eleven a.m. It's the King Banyan Show. Also replayed Sundays, nine to eleven a.m. And my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, he's the headliner edition of the Narn. Heard Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. And me, Brad Carlson, the closer, 2 to 3 p.m. every Sunday on AM 1280, The Patriot. By the way, speaking of my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that uh, I am very much looking forward to the uh, album release party of his band, The Supreme Soviet of Love. have no idea how he came up with that band uh, name. But nevertheless, the Supreme Soviet of Love album release party taking place this evening at O'Gara's. It's uh, on Snelling Avenue, just south of Highway 94. Come on out. It's a $5 cover charge. The doors open at 5 o'clock. 
And uh, Mitch's cover band, Elephant in the Room, is going to be opening. And uh, I think at, they're going to be opening at 6.30. I believe Supreme Soviet of Love takes a stage at about 7.30, 8 o'clock. Going to play uh, the, some tracks on their album. And they'll, they'll you'll be out of there by 9 o'clock. Mitch has assured everyone you'll be out of there by 9 p.m. You can get home and watch the tail end of Sunday Night Football, catch 10 o'clock news if people even watch 10 o'clock news anymore. But uh, I'm going to be there looking very much forward to it. I know this has been a dream of Mitch's since he came to the Twin Cities 32 years ago, and it has finally come to fruition. And uh, I, uh, not to talk so much about myself or shamelessly promote myself, but it is my radio show, so I, I suppose I could take liberties in doing that. Uh, one of the tracks on the uh, Supreme Soviet of Love's debut album, Sea Red, it's a track entitled Smells Like Snow. Uh, if you listen for a couple of uh, backup singers on there, yeah, Yours truly recruited those backup singers. So, uh, yep, patting myself on the back a little bit. That's probably not good for radio because you can't notice it. But, uh, <laughs> but again, this isn't about me. Mitch has put in a ton of work for this particular album, so I'm really excited to see it come to fruition. And and I'm definitely picking up a copy. I'm an old-fashioned hard copy CD guy, so I'm going to purchase a copy right there at the event. Uh, yes, they will be available there at the event, and I think they're already available on Amazon already. So definitely check it out. Uh, speaking of fearing the Reaper, I think the uh, Republicans may be seeing some ominous signs coming up for the 28 midterms, uh, obviously next year, given what we saw this past Tuesday night. Yes, it was an, ele- it was an election night. Uh, not a lot going on up in my little corner of the Twin Cities. We basically had a couple of ballot questions asking for permission to raise property taxes uh, because it's for the children. Uh, I guess uh, the Anoka Hennepin School District, where I reside, is looking to raise a ton of money for uh, upgrading facilities and whatnot. And this particular school district, I don't feel, has been all that uh, efficient with money that's been given to them in the past. And I'm not a big fan of my property taxes continuing to go up because my property taxes continue to go up, and I don't feel I'm getting a ton of value. Again, that's just my opinion. So I voted no, but nevertheless, they passed uh, by a two-to-one margin uh, up where I live. But there are a couple mayoral races that took place, obviously one in Minneapolis, one in St. Paul. No surprise, far leftists were elected in both. Catch a podcast of Mitch's show. Mitch did a great job of recapping those races on his show yesterday. I wasn't that heavily engaged in them, but I did keep an interesting eye on the state of Virginia because they were electing a new governor. Democrat Ralph Northam was the what was running against uh, Republican Ed Gillespie. Now, the way Virginia works is it's an open election every four years. No governor can serve more than one term. So obviously it was an open race for governor. And the apparently uh, this was looked at as kind of an indicator of what could be happening in the 28 midterms. Now, the Democrat, Ralph Northam, Northam ended up winning. No surprise there. Virginia has been kind of trending blue the last few election cycles. I mean, Bob McDonald had a huge win in the 2009 gubernatorial race. And, of course, many conservatives quickly jumped on the bandwagon and said, oh, there it is, first opportunity that voters have to repudiate uh, Barack Obama, who was elected president, obviously, the year earlier in 2008. And look at that, resounding win for the Republican. I believe Bob McDonald won by double digits, won pretty handily. But, of course, people were uh, revolting because there was people were finally getting a, a sense of what uh, Obamacare was going to be like. Remember, it hadn't passed yet, but the way they were talking about it and people who actually read the entire bill were like, oh boy, this looks like uh, an absolute nightmare if this thing ever passes. Well, unfortunately, it did pass and the rest is history. But beside that, Virginia has been pretty much trending blue. I mean, Barack Obama won it when he was reelected in 2012 and Hillary Clinton won it this past November, not this past November, a year ago in 2016. So the fact that Ralph Northam won that particular state and statewide race. Really no surprise because both U.S. senators, who obviously were elected statewide, are, are Democrats. So this is the way it's been trending, particularly because it's so close to Washington, D.C., and a lot of public employees are, are living in Virginia, and so therefore they have a tendency to vote uh, a Democrat. But Guy Benson at townhall.com kind of gave kind of talked about this. It's like, well, that's true. It's no surprise that the Democrat won. But the way he pulled away in the end, I think, should be a a little bit alarming. 
I'll read from Guy Benson's piece again. This is townhall.com. Polling in the Virginia gubernatorial race tightened down the stretch, but overwhelming Democratic enthusiasm and turnout swamped Republican Ed Gillespie's chances. Democrat Ralph Northam led the final polling average by just 3.3 percentage points, leading many to believe that Gillespie could overtake him on Election Day. After all, Virginia Republicans' nominees for governor and U.S. Senate, including Gillespie himself, significantly outperformed statewide polling in 2013 and 2014, respectively, en route to unexpectedly tight losses. But Tuesday night, the opposite happened. Northam won by eight and a half points. It wasn't close. And as Jim Garrity of National Review notes, Gillespie held his base and won a slim majority of independents, 50 to 47, but roaring Democrat turnout made this an unwinnable race. So it's pretty simple, folks. Hillary Clinton is not going to be on the ballot in 2018. That's what helped Republicans, specifically, obviously, Donald Trump, her opponent in the election, in the presidential race, end up being elected president and Republicans hanging on to the majority in Congress. But Democrats turned out very enthusiastically in this particular race. Why? Quite simply, it's an opportunity to repudiate Donald Trump because Donald Trump has the lowest approval rating of any president in his first year in modern history, at least in recent history. You look at all the presidents in recent history going back to uh, Obama's first year as president, or George W. Bush's first year as president, Bill Clinton's first year, uh, George H.W. Bush. Right? Go go all the way back to presidents of recent memory the past, say, 30, 40 years. All of them, their approval ratings were at least above water. Donald Trump's approval, disapproval is like negative 17. Okay? 37% approve, 54% disapprove. So that was uh, that was obviously a big factor in it. Something, of course, you know, the president uh, has a tendency to to gaslight people on on Twitter. You know what gaslighting means, don't you? Basically, where you make people uh, believe an alternate reality that that isn't there. And the president, after Ed Gillespie lost, went out, took to Twitter, his favorite medium, of course, and said, Ed, Ed Gillespie worked hard, but did not embrace me or what I stand for. Don't forget, Republicans won four out of four House seats, and with the economy doing record numbers, we will continue to win even bigger than before. Uh, appreciate your optimism there, Mr. President, but that's just not the case. Because what happened in those other four House seats that he's talking about has nothing to do with Virginia. And by the way, Ed Gillespie garnered a big, a larger share of the vote than did Donald Trump in the state of Virginia. So this idea that Ed Gillespie embracing Trump was going to put him over the top, it's fantasy. It's not true. And by the way, a lot of the issues that Ed Gillespie did embrace sounded, yeah, somewhat Trumpy. You know, the elimination of a sanctuary state, sanctuary cities, and and tighter immigration enforcement. But he also talked more about substance on the economic issues. But I'm sorry, fully 100% embracing Trumpism in Virginia wasn't going to work. Okay? So that set off minor alarm bells in the uh, in the state of Virginia for for Republicans going into 2018, but he really, really should get Republicans' attention going into the midterm election cycle. It, it pretty much starts now. I mean, election day, midterm elections are just barely under a year away. All right, and typically the sitting president, his party loses seats the first opportunity people have to to vote. After a presidential election, the one exception may it was 2002 with George W. Bush, but of course, that was obviously special dispensation because 9/11 happened and people were rallying behind the president at that time, and so therefore Democrats didn't have the significant gains that typically an opposite party of the president would have. But Matt Vispa wrote about this at uh, Town Hall regarding the House of Delegates. This there's a hundred members of the Virginia House of Delegates, all were up for re-election, and going into Tuesday. The Republicans had a two to, basically a two-to-one majority, 66 Republicans to 34 Democrats. Okay? Again, this is what Matt Vesper wrote at townhall.com. Of the 66 Republicans, 17 are sitting in districts that voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016. Most of those 17, however, are in very competitive races that could go either way. Virginia's delegate races 
may often have often foreshadowed midterm results. In 2009, the GOP's six-seat gain took Democrats by surprise and presaged Republicans picking up the U.S. House of Representatives in 2010. This year, if Democrats pick up fewer than five GOP-held seats, Republicans would probably take it as a relief. If Democrats pick up between five and ten seats, it would confirm the House is in play. If Democrats surprise and gain 10 or more seats, it would be a sign they are probably on track to take back the House next year. Okay, now this was written before the election results came in. How did the results turn out? Well, after Tuesday, Democrats have 48 seats, Republicans have 47, and there are five that are currently the results are outstanding because they're too close to call and they'll probably trigger a recount. So the Democrats, before those other five seats are finalized, went from 34 seats to 48. Minimum, they have a 14-seat pickup. And if the five seats remain basically where they are today, at the end of it all, it'll be a 50-50 split in the Virginia House of Delegates. So that means Republicans will have lost 16 seats. Matt Vespa, before the election results even came out, said if Democrats surprise and gain 10 or more seats, which is already clinched, it would be a sign they are probably on track to take back the House next year. So what does that tell you? As of right now, the Democrats are definitely on track to take back the U.S. House next year. And combine that with the fact that Republicans basically have no substantive legislation to hang their hats on going into 2018. The Obamacare repeal was flubbed. Even though the House passed a bill, the Senate was not able to, but nevertheless, all of Congress is going to be held accountable to that. Fair or unfair, the House is going to suffer. Uh, Right now, tax reform is being talked about. They need a tax reform package, a substantive tax reform package, one that they can bring to the voters and say, look at what's going to happen because of tax reform. Short of that, the Republicans are dead man walking going into 2018. If they have no substantive legislation passed, what are the Democrats going to point to? Trump's tweets. They're going to they're going to tie every candidate to Donald Trump and what and the crazy outlandish things he says on his Twitter feed. And sorry, congressional Republicans, you're not going to be able to run away from Donald Trump this one. You're not going to. The only glimmer of hope I have is the fact that the Republicans have a razor-thin majority in the Senate. Right now it's a 52 to 48 majority, although that's in peril now It's with, with what's going on down in Alabama, which Roy Moore, we'll, we may talk a little bit about that in the last segment, will probably lose because he's refusing to drop out of the race. And again, you probably know why he should be dropping out of the race. We may get to that last segment. But suppose it's 51-49 Republican majority going into 2018. Of the, 20, of the 33 Senate seats up for re-election, 25 are occupied by Democrats. So you think, okay, well, Democrats have to play incredible defense. If the Republicans just flip a couple of those, they should be able to keep the U.S. Senate. I'm not even sure the Republicans will be capable of flipping even one of those 25 seats the way things stand right now. So they could lose complete control of Congress. Who's to say? So this has to be a warning sign to Republicans. And now more than ever, are they under tremendous pressure uh, to pass some sort of tax reform? Obamacare repeal, that's gone. Focus on tax reform. You have one year. You better make this count because if not, you're going to be tied to Donald Trump. And again, you're not going to be able to run away from him. Sorry. Sorry to break it to you. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. It is me, Brad Carlson. One final segment coming up on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Small businesses drive our nation's economy, employing about half of the country's private sector workforce. When you shop at local small businesses, you help the entire community thrive. Hi, I'm Congressman Jason Lewis. I support local small businesses for the good of our community. Let's help our neighbors thrive. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. I'm Nick Sobolewski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I shopped the many highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray 
who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $27 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-566-2424. That's 800-566-2424. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. You know, you can get tremendous pain relief benefits with Relief Factor without any of the negative side effects of ibuprofen. Why? Because this is natural, healthy stuff. There are no side effects. There's no prescription drugs. There's no chemicals. Just good, healthy dietary supplements that unleash your own body's natural healing powers. 80% of people who start with a quick start, just $19.95 for three whole weeks, end up getting more relief factor. You should give it a try. Again, you have nothing to lose but your pain and the whole world to gain. $19.95 comes to $0.95 a day. That's less than a cup of coffee a day for pain relief. Go to relieffactor.com. Read all the testimonials. Find out about it for yourself and order that quick start. Just $19.95 or $0.95 a day for three weeks. Or you can call them. It's toll-free. They can answer all your questions. 1-800-500-8384. That's toll-free. 1-800-500-8384. relieffactor.com. Financial Fortitude with Dale Creed Francis and Ryan Litvin pointing out today's challenges in the economy for today's investors. So whether it's maximizing your Social Security, it's figuring out ways that are best to take a pension that you may have, creating a lifetime income strategy from whatever asset base it is you have, really evoke the mind and, and get people thinking about, hey, these things might work for me. Saturday at 3 and Sundays at 11 a.m. here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment here on the broadcast with me, Brad Carlson. I alluded to Roy Moore. Uh, he is the uh, candidate, Republican candidate for U.S. Senator out of Alabama. Of course, that's a seat that is open and is subject to a special election because the senator who occupied that seat, Jeff Sessions, is now Attorney General in the Trump administration. A uh, disturbing story came out from the Washington Post this past week where apparently Roy Moore, who's age 70 now, while he was in his early 30s, propositioned at least four young women between ages 14 and 18. Uh, None of the uh, three of the women say that uh, Moore never forced them into any sort of relationship or sexual contact. However, there was one young lady who... Uh, was propositioned by Moore. She was 14 years old. Roy Moore is, was 32 years old at the time, and a young lady by the name of Lee Korfman, who said she was 14 years old when uh, Moore approached her outside a courtroom in Etowa County, Alabama, um, eventually would meet with her privately and would engage in behavior that went beyond kissing, but not further than that i uh, not intercourse okay sorry to be blunt with you folks but i'm just trying to give you an idea what what the issue is here apparently he did uh did grope her okay 32 year old man 14 year old girl uh, disgusting and there were a few other women that came forward said when they were in their teens roy moore propositioned them uh and the situation here is that uh Roy Moore, who is the Republican candidate and who is already in a dogfight with Democrat Doug Jones for the seat, where if the Democrat wins, it flips it to the Democrats, and all of a sudden the Republicans basically have no majority. It's 51 to 49, which is nothing. And so the most disgusting aspect of this is people are trying to somehow justify this because it's that important to them that the Republicans hang on to the Senate. Folks, we're losing perspective here. And the thing is, people say, well, I thought you conservatives believed in due process, innocent until proven guilty. This has nothing to do with the, sta- with the threshold, the legal threshold. If, if this story is true and if people find and if people substantiate or 
are, are willing to vouch for the veracity of the story, then, then it's the voters in Alabama who make up their own minds. And by the way, the Washington Post interviewed several women, had 30 other people substantiating the claims of these women, okay? And given the temperament of Roy Moore, who would sue, probably sue at the drop of the hat, if any of these were untrue, uh, Roy Moore would end up owning the Washington Post. And another thing, people are like, well, it's awfully convenient that you know, they waited this long for the story to come out despite these allegations being close to 40 years old. Have you been paying any attention to what's going on in the news these days with high-profile, powerful men like Harvey Weinstein and now Kevin Spacey, Bill O'Reilly, Louis C.K., how women are finally being emboldened to come forward and say no more of this. This, is, this abhorrent behavior is unacceptable. We can't, we can't take this anymore. We're not going to stand for this anymore. Is a timing coincidence? Yeah, only because more and more women are working forward and are saying enough is enough. Enough of this disgusting behavior. Because women are typically put in a position where powerful men can have this dominance over them by saying you better never uh, speak wind of this, make, make hay of this, because you, you don't know who you're dealing with here. So this idea that they were just sitting on this information in in order to be opportunistic, I, I I think is incredibly misguided. And again, Roy Moore may eventually have his day in court, although now a lot of these, if there were any crimes at all, they're past the statute of limitations, but it still doesn't make it any less disgusting or, or downright immoral. And again, if we're going to constantly say, well, the Democrats elected Bill Clinton as president, if that's a standard we're going to have, then why aren't we... Why aren't we we should be better than them, right? Isn't that the implication? You're saying, well, they elected Bill Clinton president, and he had all these allegations surrounding him and all this open secret surrounding him, and yet they still elected him president twice. Right. What's your point? Aren't we supposed to be examples of that and, 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 and not elect these to higher office? So just want to leave you with that thought. Uh, Mark, I apologize. Didn't have, uh, didn't have time to get to your call here. We only have 30 seconds left in the broadcast. I apologize for that. I uh, wanted to get, at least address this particular issue, but uh, ugh, like I say, perusing Twitter this past week, I felt like I needed to take a shower afterwards reading all these stories. Just disgusting. Disgusting. We're better than this as conservatives. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you tuning in as always. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thanks as always for tuning in. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up-to-the-minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Fact. The government will always try to shortchange you in an eminent domain case. If Schnitker Law doesn't get you more money, you don't pay them. Kurt Schnitker from the Schnitker Law Office knows how to get the money you're due. He'll prove that your property is more valuable than what the government says it is. Because of the hassle, most of the time a property owner settles for a smaller portion of what they should be paid. Schnitker Law often gets double or triple what the government offers you. Unless you know the law and how it benefits you, you can end up leaving a lot of money on the table. Don't go it alone and settle for less. Call Schnitker Law. They use appraisers and their extensive knowledge of the law. They know condemnation rules and they know how to negotiate with the government. Schnitker Law uses all these skills to get you what you deserve. Don't take the government's lowball offer. If Schnitker Law doesn't get you more money, you owe them nothing. There's no risk. Call today, Schnitker Law Office, online at mnlaw.net. That's mnlaw.net, mnlaw.net. Two little tablets is all it takes to make your thin hair feel and look thicker and fuller, guaranteed. Viviscal is the number one drug-free hair growth supplement in the U.S., with one box being sold every minute globally. It's clinically researched to promote existing hair growth for men and women, and now a 90-day supply of Viviscal is offered in your area risk-free plus free shipping. Call 800-330-6865. Viviscal nourishes thinning hair from within. You'll love your hair growth results guaranteed. Viviscal. 
Cristal is so effective, it's recommended by top doctors. Here's Dr. John Laura. As a dermatologist, I feel confident recommending Viviscal. It's backed by 25 years of research and multiple clinical studies that demonstrate Viviscal's effectiveness in promoting the growth of thicker, fuller hair. Want to try Viviscal? Every listener that calls now gets a 90-day risk-free supply plus free shipping. Call now, 800-330-6865. 800-330-6865. That's 800-330-6865. Row, row, row your boat straight to Ticket King. Merrily, 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 tickets are not a dream. Go for a football ticket straight from local ticket seller, TicketKingOnline.com, or call 612-341-4131. Tickets for the Gophers matchup against Wisconsin are selling fast. Buy now at TicketKingOnline.com and enter Patriot for a special 10% discount on the entire purchase. The best Gophers seats in the house are at TicketKingOnline.com. This is AM1280. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.